0: WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers, and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. All right, welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Thursday morning. And uh, Chris Boulay is uh, with us, and he uh, is here on Thursdays. It's always nice to have Chris uh, with us. My uh, first question for Chris is, um, are you planning to play golf tomorrow with the cold weather, or uh, or well, does nothing stop you. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's yet to be determined. <laughs> so, Amy bought me this electric uh, um, jacket. Uh-huh. So, it heats you up. So, it really doesn't matter how cold it is. Uh-huh. It's really am, am I going to play well? That's all that counts.
0: <laughs> well, I've heard of the song Electric Avenue and I've heard of uh, the program, uh, the electric company, but I've never heard of a electric jacket. Um, so, um, so, have you tried this uh, electric jacket out? Uh, does it um, th- does it do what the the uh, warming gloves
1: do? Uh, it, it really does. So you plug it into a battery, and mm-hmm. then the battery plugs into a wire in the in the jacket, uh, and then there's all uh, electrodes around it, or heating elements, I should say. And uh, you can withstand quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, you hate to miss. Uh, a round of golf, if you don't have to.
0: Uh, so, what happens uh, with the electric car or the electric jacket when it runs out of juice? Uh, right?
1: <laughs> then you start to freeze, right? Exactly. Roll, <laughs> rolling blackouts, and you can only you can only put it on every other hole. Hi,
0: everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Upfront Program. It is a talk show, and we do that uh, every day here at uh, WNRI. And uh, we some shows uh, we have guests. Some shows we have co-hosts. Our co-host today is Chris Bule, as he has been for a number of years. And uh, we, uh, in this program, uh, I let uh, Chris develop uh, a few topics that he has uh, come across over the week. Uh, But uh, we'll do the lighter one first, uh, the Tom Brady story. Um, It's light, but uh, on the other hand, it's quite serious to to some people. And so I was wondering if you had like an overview view that uh, maybe uh, some other commentator hasn't had. Good morning, Chris.
1: Good morning again. And I guess I was thinking about this driving up this morning. We both kind of, for Woonsocket guys, kind of have an inside view of Tom and his thinking uh, with our relationship with Alex Guerrero. So you and I and others have had dinner with Alex uh, many times and he is the uh, body coach of uh, Tom Brady. So they met around 2003, 2004, and uh, Brady expressed they desired to play for a long time. Willie McGinnis, who was the first draft pick by uh, Bob Crafts uh, when he took over the team, introduced him. And um, we got an inside track. We've heard this a couple of times directly from Alex, is that the goal they had five years ago was to have... Um, six and 46, six Super Bowls and 46 years old when he retires. And obviously he exceeded that. He has seven Super Bowls and he's going to be 46 years old on August 3rd. So that's kind of close enough. Um, I've made any regular listener knows how much respect uh, and uh, admiration I have for, for Brady. Um, got to know him a little bit at TB12 and signed at the last count over 20, shirts for me jerseys for me to give away to charity so i was very appreciative of that and just admire him like everyone else from his dedication and his his excellence um we'll probably never know but uh his uh agent frankie um tommy i think it is probably found no suitors there's about six Uh, top quarterbacks who are free agents this year and uh, there may not have been a team when all of the merry-go-round went around there may not have been a team for him I don't think the Patriots wanted him back Um, I know he was very upset with um, Tampa Bay and the play calling and all that Uh, looks like Vegas is going to go in a different direction and um, San Francisco allegedly already has their quarterback of the future so I think he probably looked at that and it kind of played into it and then you're only one play away from getting really hurt this kid purdy from um uh, from san francisco rookie uh threw a ball um ripped apart his arm and that could have happened to brady on every play so we kind of know that was their goal um can't play forever if this was back in the 70s the way they used to rough up quarterbacks he never would have been out to do this so I, I look at it very sadly and I'm glad Amy and I when we went down the floor we swung over and saw him when, one of his last games where he led the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers back from uh, a deficit in the last second that was really gratifying so uh, very mixed feelings not everyone's going to last forever I'm old enough to remember Larry Bird uh, falling apart, Kyle Yuskremski um jim rice one of my favorites so
0: now those three that you just mentioned rice uh, uh, and larry did they play too long is that what happened or uh, and embarrass themselves or did they all three of those uh quit uh, at the right stage
1: um it, great question um I think Skrimsky, well, I don't think. He retired in 1983. He was pretty much done. He got his 3,000th hit. Uh, Jim Rice couldn't see anymore, and they tried to correct his eyes. Um, he should have had a much better career, so he kind of wound down. And Larry Bird had uh, back injuries, so he was just a shell of himself. So I don't think any of them went on too, too long. And statistically, Brady threw the third Uh, most yards last year and had pretty good stats the team didn't do real well so you can make a case that he he didn't go on too long but uh the three i mentioned uh three i really really admire uh the difference between tom brady and kyle skrimski is tom brady has seven super bowl championships and skrimski has no world series championships and jim rice has no world series championships and larry bird i think has three um so when it comes down to New England sports legends, there's really only one person on Mount Rushmore, and that is uh, Tom Brady. The rest are all secondary, in my opinion.
0: All right. Uh, we'll see if uh, maybe uh, maybe that comment may have upset some uh College of Strzemski fans. Didn't upset me, but uh, <laughs> I can live with it. Uh, this is the Upfront program, <clears throat> and that's one of the topics out there. Uh, it's not a sports program, but... Um, when uh, a sports story takes uh, the lead position in all the newscasts, I mean, even one of the network newscasts on uh, Coast to Coast had the uh, Brady story. This is a big story. And, uh, and so what about the Giselle uh, Tom, uh, shall we say, reunification possibility? Uh, is that uh, like uh, just an interesting copy to talk about, but um, not
1: even a close to a reality well, none of us really know what, what's going on, and it's none of our business, but it seems very punitive that if that was the issue of their marriage, was just that one single issue about him playing, and he only played one year, and it cost him a marriage, that's you know kind of tough for somebody from afar to swallow. Who knows? Um, it looks like he's staying in Miami. They're building a $47 million house, and according to the prenup, He um, is going to, you know, he has it and he's going to finish it. And then she bought a mansion across the way also in Miami. And they're taking their kids from being homeschooled to uh, actually private school. So uh, who knows where that's all going to go. But I was wrong about that. I was wrong about him uh, retiring the first time. I was wrong about that. And I could be wrong about this. But he does have a $400 million job waiting for him um, at at Fox Sports. So uh, I don't know. It's none of my business, but you you, you hate to see anything uh, peel out so publicly and, and and such a cut you know cutting thing. He lost fifteen pounds. He had, his people around him had said that he was already beaten going into the year because of all of the personal turmoil. That it was a wasted year. So um, there's a lot of things going on, but clearly he puts himself out there in the public eye, and sometimes that's a positive, and sometimes that that's a, a real negative.
0: And my final uh, remark on Tom Brady. The movie. What's a, there's a movie out there is it just coming out uh, or uh, or out already or what? Uh,
1: well, concerning but, yeah. his topic. Yeah, there's uh, there's a movie allegedly that it's after four uh, older women. Eight, uh, Brady eighty for Brady four women yeah. who went to the Super Bowl to see him in one ninety nine. Productions this is his production company, so obviously he's behind it. Mm-hmm. And there are limits to my affection for Tom Brady because Hanoi Jane is in it. I'm not watching Jane her. Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll never forgive her for what she did uh, during the Vietnam War. And um, just for that very reason, I, I won't watch it and I won't see it. Um, hopefully it does well, but I, I, I don't care about that. I will not see that movie. I will not rent it um, in no way, shape, or form. If it's on, I'm going to change it.
0: I feel the same way about Jane Fonda. Every time I see her, I, I my stomach turns. But um, a lot of people don't remember. Some people don't care. And um, some people uh, have a forgiving nature. And I, I've i forgiven a lot of things in my life and have been forgiven of things I've done, but uh, that one—that one, um, one still—is uh, a burning issue uh, for me. She didn't have to do that. All right, let's move on. I'm going to give, give uh, one, introduce one more topic, then we're going to play a few uh, commercials. If there's something you'd like to talk about or something you'd like to um, uh, discuss with us, uh, that uh, or maybe a, a question you have, I don't know. You can send us an email. Actually, uh, we're refocus uh, re. Uh, Repositioning our email right now, but we'll get it going in a few seconds. Uh, email up front at WNRI.com, or uh, or you can send me an email. Uh, on my uh, my little um, iPad is open here. Uh, WNRI Roger at Yahoo.com is one way to reach me. But you could call 769 766 1380, any topic you want. To uh, now, one more topic before we hit the break. Um, um, I think uh, there are other topics other than Tom Brady, right?
1: Well, uh, are there? Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we should go to a break all altogether.
1: Well, this is uh, this is one that uh, fits in nicely as we go to the break because it's you can kind of wrap it together. And the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee met yesterday in the last couple of days, and they raised the short-term interest rates, uh, borrowing between banks to 4.75%, so almost 5%. And you think about, I think that's the eighth time they've raised interest rates since March of last year and it's the first time that they've only gone up 1 quarter of a point versus half a point and the market was kind of up and down yesterday trying to make sense of what's going on and at the end of the day it was mixed it looks like from and again I I'm dating myself back in the 1993-94 uh, era where the Federal Reserve raised interest rates like 13 times in a very short amount of time and he really gave no indication of what they were going to do. It just decimated a lot of uh, finance companies that I know of. The Federal Reserve is indicating what they're going to do and they're going to be slowing down on their interest rate rise. So instead of a half a point, they raised at 25 basis points and they indicated that they're going to pay attention to inflation like they always have and it may are signaling that they're going to slow down, but going from almost zero money to almost 5% is very significant for the economy. Talk about this all the time, an old boss told me uh, that the U.S. economy is overmanaged, and I, and I agree with that sentiment. So they're, they're doing a lot. They may have to lower interest rates in the, in the future as the market gets softer and the economy gets softer. But it affects everyone, whether you borrow money or you lend money as CD or what have you. Uh, it affects everyone listening. So it's important and then I wanted to tie in, we got, a, I think, an email either last week or the week before asking about um, currencies and why U.S. Uh, currency is doing so well, the U.S. dollar. Well, part of it is interest rates. There's a lot of play in there. The U.S. economy is obviously the largest economy in the world, about $25 trillion. It's also um, the best uh, credit in the world. And then the U.S. dollar is more attractive when uh, it's a higher interest rate. So right now, there's an indication by a lot of uh, firms that maybe the U.S. dollar is kind of peaked because interest rates stopped going up. But when you're competing with all the currencies around the world, I said the Australian dollar, Canadian dollar, what have you, you have to have certain interest rates in order to attract capital. And with interest rates... um, you know, ten-year Treasury. At, at, you know, it was at, well, I think it was at four and a half. Is down to about three and a half right now. That is attracting a lot of money. So, unless people have other questions um, and calls, we'll just kind of leave it at that.
0: All right, we're going to take our break uh, here for a few commercial messages on the Upfront program. Please stay with us. Let's begin with this one. America. American-made products. That's what we feature at Waltz Clothing. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Socket. open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made with serious. Boots from Carolina, Thoroughgood, Red Wing and Rocky, all made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts, American-made socks full grain leather belts, boot laces and leather gods and boot gods and we carry treads, rubber overboots, American made so come on in to the place where the work person finds everything they need. Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road Find us on Facebook or if you have a question 765-7582 Alright Waltz has a 10% off on uh, on KMIC's uh, snow boots 10% off and also, uh, uh, we have 10% off on car hot coats and jackets. And also, 10% off on tingly high visibility jackets. At Walt's Clothing, we cater to the blue collar worker. And my next advertisement is for Sarah's. They uh last week with a friend of mine. And they're open for lunch. And uh, if you enjoy lunch... You'll enjoy Ciro's. Uh, They have uh, some uh, specials for uh, their uh, clientele in the mid-afternoon, starting at 3 o'clock. They have a luncheon menu, and then they have a regular menu. And it's always good food. And uh, you can find us um, open for lunch on a Tuesday through Sunday basis. Ciro's in the downtown district of Woonsocket. Good food every day of the week, except on Mondays. I hope uh, we can... uh, Entice you to uh, maybe uh, give uh, Ciro's uh, a shot, as uh, we did, and they were very busy for lunch. So, uh, Ciro's is uh, a great place to enjoy your next luncheon. All right, one more uh, advertisement here. And then uh, Roger and Christopher will continue. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want to quote? Call 401-378-7765, all-tech painting of North Attleboro. Ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How are you doing, Mr. Boulay? doing terrific. Good. Ready for a phone call? Sure. All right. We'll take a call on the Upfront program. Hello there. What would you like to talk about today?
2: I was listening. Good morning. Good morning, by the way.
0: Good morning. Uh-huh.
2: I was listening to the governor the other day, and I noticed he's got that whole big Democrat zero-sum game thing going on. If if I cut the percentage of get, of, of taxes, I'm going to lose some money, and it's going to be cut and dry, and what I count is going to be cut, cut is going to be exact calculated loss to the government mm-hmm. and there's no consideration of the increased business income because of more business coming into the state whatsoever and the other thing i noticed he, he doesn't like the idea that i'm going to push him and say exactly what he said not to do yeah this is the continental united states rhode island is one state out of 15 you're in competition with all of them And I'm going to tell you, he talks about, well, we're we're really in competition with Connecticut and Massachusetts. Well, when I retire and I leave and I go somewhere else, it's certainly not going to be Connecticut or Massachusetts. It's going to be a Florida, a Texas, a Tennessee, some other place. So, yes, he is in competition with those places. And um, when it comes to housing, if you stop your war on landlords, if you stop telling everybody that, the state of Rhode Island is a great handout state. I, I, when I was a landlord I had tenants coming in. Oh gee can't you be like the state? Shouldn't my housing be free? You want me to pay rent? Um, you go into court, you know don't, don't expect to get back rent a matter you should pay those tenants to leave because, and this really happened to me so I know it happened. The judge outright said, you know, you're a rich landlord, you should pay the tenants to move when they want to. You shouldn't have you're not going to get any back rent out of them well, well, of course, you got a housing problem. Yeah.
1: You, you're attacking the landlords. You, yeah, you, you get, you know? I, I I I agree with you on, on all three fronts. Um, the, the um, if you can the, there there's so much um, effort we could do to lower the sales tax, and I've said that for years. Is lower the sales tax at least lower from in the, in the side of um, Rhode Island. I'm sorry, Massachusetts and Connecticut because people will go over. When we had no competition on clothing, everyone came here. As a matter of fact, uh, Frank Caprio paid out of his own money a sign on 95 letting people know that there was no sales tax for clothes in Rhode Island. So, yes, the the governor frustrates the hell out of me that, with that way. Secondarily, you're, you're right that we should get rid of the um, the estate tax because people are fleeing including uh, former Governor Chafee, left to save $18 million, went to Wyoming with his wife, so he didn't die in Rhode Island. Absolutely, I, I agree with those things, and you're right. It's a folly sometimes to own property in, in Rhode Island and elsewhere because the tenants have all the rights and you don't have right to collect. So I agree with you on all three tenants there. And,
2: and don't even get me started on the poison energy pro, uh, uh, pro policy of here. We
1: won't. We promise. Yeah.
0: No nope. we, we
2: could do yeah. so much for energy instead. Of, I mean, you know, we've we've already discussed. It. I gotta say it. Yeah, we, we need to go with this. Still plain and simple. We can recycle everybody's nuclear waste and sell them the energy. It's a win-win, and we've got the room, especially with the new atomic plant. I I, I just can't understand. It's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot every
1: day. I agree. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he, he he's he's right. This is the time. That takes bold action. And with, with Dan, we're going to get the same old, same old. And come June, uh, CNBC will have us ranked in the bottom five again. And with our surplus, we have the ability to lower sales tax. We're just not doing it. And, um, you know, uh, they're, they're, uh, Connecticut used to be very strong. Their Democratic uh, direction has really hurt that state. We should really lower it. Um, I wish... Um, uh, Della Cruz would, would be more forceful and, and more influential down in the State House. I know she has some great ideas to get this thing done. But if we had no sales tax, the call was right. People would be flying here. And because we're so small, Connecticut and Massachusetts could not really um, make many changes. It would be financial uh, devastation for them if they tried to meet us. But being so small, getting people over here um, our unemployment would be virtually zero and he's right we'd have much more makers as opposed to takers
0: senator de la cruz uh, mentioned that five percent sales tax uh... in rebuttal to the state of the state address by governor uh, dan mckee yesterday however she actually had the legislation introduced in the Rhode island general assembly so one thing is to uh you know have a little political speech after the state of the state and say this is what you should do the legislation has been written and uh it has been introduced in a democrat controlled senate and a democrat controlled house here in Rhode Island i know it is going nowhere uh but um uh you got to have at least on the table to say it was uh not even Brought out of committee, or got a hearing, or or something. So uh, it's been it's been introduced, and now we'll see whether Rhode Island is care or not. You know, if, the, if nobody said anything, uh, Jessica might as well shrug her shoulders and say, "Well, I, it was a good suggestion, but apparently uh,
1: they like paying seven percent." Yeah, and this is where the liberals are really full of it because sales tax is the most regressive tax there is. If you make a few million dollars going from 7 to 5%, it's not going to matter that that much. Um, but if you're struggling, as a lot of Americans are, a lot of Rhode Islanders are, that, that makes a big, big difference. And there's no question that sales tax hurts. Um, the poor the most, and if you look at some of the states, you know New York City. I think it's still late in the quarter. There's a state tax and there's a there's a city tax, and you look at Cooks County where Chicago is. It's over 10 percent. It's the highest in the country. They're just punishing the poor, and you can't even embarrass these liberals into recognizing that they just want people to to be on the dole apparently, and then you, you look at some of the some of the housing. Issues which which our other caller talked about. Very, very important. And again, the, the easiest thing for this governor to do would get rid of the estate tax. It's about $30 million, and it would keep people in our state, and he just doesn't want to do it.
0: Now, the topic, uh, well, actually, sort of related. I remember taking a course in school. Uh, it was a math course called Ratio and Proportion. I don't know if uh, you ever saw one on your uh, Agenda, uh, but anyway, it was a math course, and, and what we did was we studied um, uh, ratios. And I want to uh, talk about something that I talked about with the governor yesterday, and he didn't answer the question. Now, when I pose the question, you know, uh, and and he over overruns it, some people will say, "Well, why don't you go back on him and and press him on the question?" Well, I've learned over the years that they simply skirt the question a second time and a third time. You waste your time. If they answer the question directly the first time, then the listeners know that the guy has an answer. If they skirt off, then you know that they're avoiding the question. You should make your own mind up from there. Here was the question. Um, And then I'm going to pose a question to you, and I know you're going to give me an answer. A few people have called talk shows in Providence and here at WNRI. They talk about the... Rhode Island fifteen billion dollar budget, or is it thirteen billion? Whether it's thirteen or fifteen billion doesn't make any difference. And a million people population. And those same people in the same call talk about a ninety-one or a ninety-three billion dollar budget in Massachusetts, but they've got ten million people. And now this is where ratio and proportion come into effect. Why, Governor McKee, does Massachusetts with 11 or 10 times the population of Rhode Island have a budget of 91 million, and Rhode Island has a budget of $15 billion. And he said, you know, you can't compare all states to all states. But is it fair? And does it make any sense? Are we like proportionately overspending like beyond you can think? Or is there a reason for that?
1: Well, if you you want to go closer to a good comparison, uh, you go to Delaware and New Hampshire, which have similar amounts of people and have half of the budget of Rhode Island. But $13,000 per person uh, is is extraordinarily expensive to, to run a state. Um, It used to be for a long time. and uh, Under Gina Raimondo, it crossed over to $10 billion. I thought that was a lot. So we've got some COVID money here. A a lot of that is fattening up the budget. But $13,000 per person, you can juxtapose that against Delaware, which I think is about $6,000 per person. And you can compare it to New Hampshire, uh, which is about the same. So, yeah, he's he's not going to answer the question. Uh, And, again firsthand we talked to dan a couple a while back and we asked him about the estate tax and he went bananas <laughs> you know he was so afraid that he was going to be outflanked to the left that he doesn't want to listen but the damage that he's doing um is, is ridiculous um i i had a, I had 30 seconds yesterday i called the state house i'm mean, the state house excuse me i called the governor's office reminded him again to include that in his budget cutting out the estate tax i know it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but um yeah, he's he, he's he's weak and it says a lot about uh the Rhode Island voters that we, we put him back in. Um awful.
0: All right. Not a fan of Governor McKean, nor am I, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um every program he talks about is a program that doesn't help me. And uh and I sometimes I, I think I, I think I'm old enough uh Way up there in the 70s. I think I've uh, worked hard enough, uh, you know, uh, but there's never a program that addresses me, only one. That taxes me.
1: Remember, he, he when he was pushing the electric thing uh, with the choices, it was like <laughs> you, it was, it was like your friend selling your multi-level marketing scheme thing. I mean, he, it was a disaster. He was so desperate, looking for, for something to do.
0: When he was that, lieutenant governor, when,
1: when he was lieutenant governor, it, it, was, it was a joke. He didn't do his research, and he didn't have. He wasn't man enough to admit he was wrong. That people were getting uh, really sh- uh, screwed after uh, six to twelve months, and they were going back, and it was higher. The national grid. He just wanted to stick it national grid he wanted to have something on his on his resume and he, he he decided to sell his amway
0: uh that is a very good point because um because i took that lemonade uh, when i introduced the lieutenant governor and he was talking about that program i actually took notes and and changed electric carriers
1: how'd that work out for you
0: not good at all yeah it was tough to get back to national grid and i thought he knew what he was talking about and what happened is that i was so convinced. Some of our listeners were convinced, so I think we have two or three listeners out there who heard that lieutenant governor's proposal on, uh, on lower rates for electric companies, which they do offer for a couple of months, and then they jack them up higher than National Grid. That wasn't revealed when uh, Dan McKee was talking about that, and we had some listeners uh, try to get their, uh, their service back to National Grid. And uh, it took them a while, and it took me a while because it did happen to me. That was a good illustration. We, we screwed up. We
1: trusted right. him. One, one, one of the. But why fr- am I so nice to him, then? <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, we got to we got to respect the, the office, but uh, uh, but but we've known him for a long time. I thought he was going to be a zero when he became governor, and and, and I was proven correct. Um, he he is, and this is a phrase I use all the time as, as part of my lexicon, I think Amy says I overuse it, but reversion to the mean. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have the guts to do what is necessary to move the needle for Rhode Island, either the sales tax or even what we've pointed out to him at nauseam, which is the estate tax, which brings in almost no money because everyone who's very, very wealthy... At UBS, we consider ultra net worth high, ultra net worth to be fifty million dollars and above. They don't want to die in Rhode Island for the for the stupid amount of money that we get. It, nobody would notice it. It's about twenty five million dollars on a thirteen and a half billion dollar budget, and and he's just afraid of his own shadow.
0: You tell that Amy person there. Uh, uh, what's that phrase again? Rever- Reversion to the mean. I never heard that before. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like you've used it a million times. You, you tell that person, okay? Okay. All right. We have some callers waiting email. Uh, we also have John Chan waiting. Uh, he's, he's saying, Roger, when are you going to tell your listeners that Chan's is for lovers? I'm going to tell them right now. Yeah. Lovers of delicious food and drinks and live entertainment in our intimate Four Seasons Banquet Dining Room. We are Chan's. And, um, yeah, we're open Valentine's Day the day before, the day before that. And that's usually how I take care of Valentine's Day, the day The night before is always a a nice, or the day after, you know. Oh, you can go on Valentine's Day. Takeout, delivery, reservation, 765-1900. Happy Valentine's Day from all of us at Chan's Downtown, one of my favorite restaurants. One more message from the um, folks who run the Honey Shop on Park Avenue in Woonsocket. There are some great Valentine's ideas at the uh, Honey Shop. And we certainly hope if you are thinking about Valentine's Day that uh, you might want to head over there and uh, buy some of the great products that they have. They have gourmet foods uh, that are available. They have essential oils, jewelry items, artistic items, both handcrafted skin care products, total body health products. Matter of fact, you can put together a whole basket of nice things for her or a whole basket of nice things for him. At the Honey Shop on uh, Upper Park Avenue, 1300 Park Avenue, right near Navigant and uh, and Duncan. And if you'd like to uh, get more information, 766-1488. If you're following a keto diet, there's keto-related uh, food at the Honey Shop. As a matter of fact, if you love food, you'll love us. The Honey Shop. Kathy and Paul doing a great job of running the seminars. Um, They did one on Mexican food, and they're doing other ones uh, in the future. Check their Facebook page for more information. All right, we're going to go right back to, what do you want to do? I guess we should do Sandra's email first, right, uh, Chris? Sure. Hello, Roger and Chris. I'd watch Tom play for any team since he... And only he will remain always my hero QB. His retirement is bittersweet for me, bitter, because I'll miss watching him and cheering for him each football season. But he deserves to retire after his long, amazing career. I'm grateful for all his dedicated years and all he gave to New England fans. He'll be greatly missed on the field. God bless the goat. Uh, what does that
1: mean? Goat, uh, goat uh, be- as acronym for, uh, greatest of all time. Oh, ah, thank you. Yep.
0: I don't know what I'd do without you, Chris. <laughs> Bring me back into the 20, uh, 21st century. All right, let's press some buttons here. Hello there. What would you like to talk about? Uh, the yeah. inequities Iniquities. by the state right.
3: with helping people, uh-huh. number one. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Yeah. <coughs> Clear that throat and get it all <laughs> ready for <laughs> Get
3: for a broadcast. drink, never mind a cup of coffee. All right. All right. Uh, go ahead. They have a policy in the state of Rhode Island, and some elderly think it's cities and states that are doing it, uh, but some are, a tax freeze. What they don't understand is when they may get older, they have to go maybe in assisted living, etc., and they want to sell their little parcel, they have to pay back those taxes.
0: Yeah.
3: Because we're having some people coming to the council in North Smithfield asking for a forgiveness, but it wasn't our policy. We are in a process of hopefully um, getting a, a freeze for seniors that meet certain guidelines. In other words, you're not a, a homesteader in Florida. You've lived so many years. You're a such and such.
1: I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little confused. You're, you're talking about property tax, correct? Uh, yes. So um, I'm missing. Doesn't North Smithfield Town Council have the ability to implement what policies they want, as far as oh
3: yes, we can, but the state has their own.
1: Edu- educate us,
3: okay. Within the state, if you uh, freeze, if you um, have your taxes frozen, for what reason? Because I know it wasn't a po- it isn't a policy yet in North Smithfield.
1: You mean like sixty five and older? Um...
3: Are not more, it'll be 65, maybe even older. Some are going 70, living in a, year, in a town so many years, okay. that your taxes are frozen, and upon your death, or if you move, you don't pay back those taxes. Okay. But under the policy that's in place presently, you have to pay back the taxes.
1: And uh, Rep Newberry's your rep, right? Right. What, is, what does he say about that?
3: I haven't had a chance to talk to him. We've had three, pe- well, three people come by so far. But there's another policy that if you own land in the state of Rhode Island and they, they'll change assessments, if you say, I will not develop that land, your assessment may be 280000 Okay? They will put it down, I know of one case, to, I think, uh, 18000
1: Right, uh, non-buildable, yep, so its value is down. Gotcha. And, but when they say, I'm going
3: to sell it, they don't pay back
1: anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as familiar with this uh, state uh, level. I thought almost all of this was done at the city and town level. But no. yeah, cer- certainly we want to talk to the General Assembly because uh, if you're going to give people uh, a tax break, I mean, to go back retroactively and, and grab it seems to be a, an issue. Um, that, uh, that and th- then the
3: And this is really, uh, I hate to say, well, these uh, progressives hug a tree or whatever. Even if businesses come in, uh, for a while they were trying to push, okay, a business buys land, wants to expand. If they cut any tree, they wanted them, and they tried it in this town, to every tree they cut down, they have to plant another tree somewhere in, in town.
1: Yeah, d- d- yeah. D- d- Forget it. It yeah. didn't float with us. Yeah, DEM's tough. It, it's um, it, it to me, it's a good policy going to mark. It's just like anything else that the government touches. You think about the Department of Education, when that was started by in the Carter administration, the U.S. was about number one in the in the education of the world, and now we're 27th. So it, how did that work out for us? So, yeah, anything the government touches, they overdo it. We're from the government. We're here to help you. And they create problems and, and, and undermine our economy. Certainly things that you, know, you and I would agree with that uh, President Trump tried to push back. And 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 uh, re- revoke, and now the Biden administration's put them all back.
0: Hey Chris, we got to move
1: on. Yeah, but yes. thank you so it's, much. Yep. For, uh, it's a shame. I, yep, yeah, thank it. you so much.
0: Have a good day. Let's move on to the next call. You're welcome on the Upfront program. What do you want to talk about?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. I'm glad to hear that the scales fell off your eyes about the the governor
0: Roger. That's when very endearing. Didn't just fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just I don't particularly care for him. Period. But I'm nice to him. Um,
4: You're
0: too nice. Uh, the, there are you some people here in the radio station I'm nice to, and I don't like them at all. <laughs> see, see I'm you. a hypocrite.
1: For, yeah, for, 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 for clarification purposes, I've, yeah. I, I I I like Dan. I I think uh-huh. I think he's a terrible governor, and um, mm. his policies are awful. And like like I said, he's he's afraid to, he's afraid of his own shadow. Not more but per, but yeah, characterizes I? how yeah. I feel. Yeah, too. Per, personally, he's he's a, he's a very likable guy. I mean,
4: uh, you know what. Well, that's where, I, and I have said this to so many people because I hear, and, and this wasn't my original uh, focus, but so many people say he's a nice guy or she's a nice lady, uh, but, but I, I don't think you can separate the two because at some point somebody who's a nice guy has to stand up and do the right thing for everybody not just for themselves Uh, you know and and when they're sitting in the throne or the catbird seat they can afford to be nice guys to everybody I don't know whether they can sleep at night but You know, it's like he's a terrible governor, and it's primarily to me. He's been kind of questionable all along, but as I learn more about him, the thing is that he is so tied to the Biden administration that he's going to do anything to fall in step and get all the perks that he gets. I I wanted to mention, too, this morning I was looking for the weather on TV just to get their version of what's happening. <laughs> and so the thing is that I came across the Rhode Island uh what is it? Uh, State House Channel, yes. and, and so I saw John Green. So I stopped. I thought, like, oh, let's see what John has to say. So he spoke fine, and I'm glad he's up there because he's feisty as an independent. So, but the next person spoke. It was um, Rip Place from Berrowville, and he was saying something very nicely. He was. Uh, asking to adjourn, and, and he's speaking about this uh, gentleman who passed away that worked in the town uh, hall for, I don't know, what, 27 years? And, and so then Speaker Sakachi, he says, oh, well, I wish him good luck in his retirement. Now, rep Place just said the guy died. No. <laughs> so people don't listen, you know. <laughs> Politicians hear what they want to hear, and they think everybody's supposed to, you know, go with what their brilliant idea is. And then I heard yesterday uh, on a a radio program that, oh, Joe Biden, you know, wrote this op-ed piece. I'm not sure where it was published, but just that thought came to my mind. I, I see him. How can he write an op-ed piece? He you know, can barely
1: read an op-ed. Yeah. And, and this this is not anything because he's older. and no. As you remember, in 1988, Biden had to leave the presidential race because he got caught plagiarizing speeches. The thing that really, going back to Dan, your original point, the thing that really frosts me about Dan is he's stepping into an incredibly good... Situation financially with, with, with the uh, yeah. state. And I remember Roger and I would interview Governor Kacheri. He said, no, I have to stop revenue sharing because there's no revenue to share. And it, it devastated uh, cities and towns like Woonsocket. But now Dan has got a surplus of $610 million and he can't make any adjustments that are going to move the state forward. And that's, that's why I resent his leadership so much. Again, I, li- I like the guy. I played golf with him. He's a, he, he's a nice guy. He, he's, Is he, he a he, rut and he, golfer? Uh, no, actually, he's okay. He's at. He's a, Oh, we're going back a few years. Maybe he but. should
4: spend less time golfing and more time.
1: Hey, uh, hey, watch that!
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, not you, not you. You can golf all you want. I'm saying he.
1: I'm teasing. The I'm teasing. But <laughs> Remember th-
4: what they used to say about Trump? Oh, he's always out there. Like I think Joe's gotten hit over the head with a few uh, golf balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. We always appreciate. It. Yeah, have a great one.
0: You're on the Upfront program. You're on WNRI. We're talking to you on any topic you want to talk about. We have another topic or two to... uh send your way before we uh, move on, but uh, we have to move on to Grumpy's, also. So, what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy signature burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallops, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other other Italian choices. And you may want to try a grumpy sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a bourbon street steak tip dinner. All chob broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a grumpy's experience today. Does your
1: ceramic tile look tired? Does your kitchen and bathroom tile turn you off? Well, I have a ceramic genius for you. Creative Tile and Marble, located at 141 Industrial Drive in North Smithfield, is the one contract that you need to change your look. Creative Tile and Marble have the latest samples and most qualified installers to make your dream come true. If you want a polished concrete floor, Creative Tile and Marble has the men and equipment for that special look. Creative Tile and Marble can show you the latest in styles and, gentlemen, make your loved one happy. Feel free to call Creative Tile and Marble at 401-769-8453. You will get the best installers in the business. So, again, call 401 When they're on a job, they mean business, and I guarantee it
2: patrons love the food at frank's your breakfast and brunch family style restaurant in lincoln come and say hello to their outstanding staff kim has been at frank's for over 10 years chris 30 years karen 40 years specialties change daily food and service are delightful and check out their valentine menu open sunday through thursday 7 a.m to 3 p.m and friday and saturday 7 to 7 frank's family restaurant easy to find at 616 smithfield avenue lincoln just before you enter Pawtucket.
0: All right, looking at the comfort food menu at Frank's, including, um, and one of my favorites, uh, fresh turkey plate. That's not my favorite, but it's good. Uh, Broiled chopped sirloin. That's not my favorite plate, but it's good. Calves liver. Now oh, we're talking. I love that. This is a, a plate where you either love this to death or you just, you just um, can't can't take it anymore, and I'm not gonna. Were you brought up on calves' liver, um, uh, baby beef liver, uh, just uh, liver and onions? uh yeah. right. Oh you, yeah, you had it. Oh uh, yeah, you can handle it. Absolutely. Okay, just not us, for breakfast. Right, a sirloin is better, but uh, calves is good. Anyway, we have calves' liver. And it is a generous portion uh, with crisp bacon and smothered with onions. And it's one of the comfort foods at Frank's in Lincoln. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hey, the panel is Roger and Chris. We're on the radio. We're doing the Upfront program. We appreciate uh, all your participation and listening. What do you got, Chris?
1: Well, I want to thank this listener for uh, listening in, and she uh, texted me. She's talking about the Tom Brady movie. She said, I saw the movie last night. It was really good, actually amazing, and Tom Brady also produced the movie. I know how you feel about Jane Fonda, but it's too bad you can't fast forward her past. Also, I guess I'm too young to remember exactly what she did, so... Um, I appreciate you taking the time.
0: All right. And uh, both uh, Roger and Chris are members of the Winsocket Rotary Club. And we want to acknowledge um, that here, you know, we, we sold the, uh, the Rotary Club calendars uh, during the month of January. And now it's February, and the prizes are being awarded. And uh, yesterday's prize winner, February 1st, was um, a $25 gift card to Kays. And Maria Clancy of Pawtucket was the winner. And today we have $25 in cash, uh, from the, uh, Rotary Club uh, calendar. And that goes to Marlene Smith of Cumberland. So there are the Monday, uh, the, uh, Fe- February 1st and February 2nd winners. And we want to thank Rena of the Woonsocket Rotary Club for uh, sending those uh, names to us. And we'll keep you posted through the month of February as to who the, Other winners are, as they are drawn, and thank you for supporting the Woonsocket Rotary Club projects, and particularly this calendar. All right, now we've uh, taken care of the, um, uh, shall we say, uh, I call it utilities of the program, Uh, but uh, we have general topics that uh, we like to bring uh, to the attention of our audience, and I'm going to let you do one more. Because I'm such a nice guy, maybe two if you're real good.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, you, do you remember MySpace.com? Yes, I do. It was right. the predecessor to uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh huh. And when I think about Facebook, I use Facebook. I put it, you know, things with my dog Libby and Tom Brady and golf and all sense me and Amy and stuff like that. But um, I look for. Indications that Facebook is going to be another MySpace.com. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get replaced.
0: You mean like it's getting dated?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm always looking for that. And they had tremendous earnings. And I'm not talking about the company as a stock, I'm talking about the company itself. They had tremendous earnings last night. They announced last night. They have a real um, buddy heads situation with Apple. And Apple on their iPhones, which is where most people look at Facebook. Um, stopped a lot of the advertising and the tracking that Facebook does and it was supposed to be devastating and Facebook pretty much reinvented themselves and they're buying 40 billion dollars worth of shares back the stock was up 20 percent and again I'm just talking about the company not the stock itself but they've reinvented themselves and I think that's very interesting and that's maybe why big tech stays big tech but here's a company that was devastated as Tim Cook says, the CEO of Apple, if a company doesn't charge you for a product, you are the product. So Apple charges a premium for their products. F- Facebook is free. Why is it free? They take your personal information and they sell it. Apple got in the way of that in a big way through the iPhone where everyone is on Facebook. And Facebook found a way to get around that in a legal business-like manner, and it it says uh, kudos, I say, to uh, Facebook for reinventing themselves.
0: As we close the program, so many of us who listen to the radio or television and hear a story or see a story, and um, they report it, and then it leaves a question like, why didn't they explain this part of the story? My question to you, hopefully you can, is that You hear about uh, people applying for unemployment benefits. You even hear that people are unemployed. And yet, I mean, we can't, um, you know, restaurants have to close early because they can't get employees. And uh, who is, uh, CVS (laughs) has to close early because where are the people who are unemployed where, why are they not employed uh what's going on uh, there must be some kind of an answer
1: it, it's very very frustrating um, there's about 10 million open jobs in, in america at any one given time there was about 11.5 million <laughs> and really if you are unemployed right now um it's almost like you want to be out of a job everyone needs help you know you can go and uh you know wait at a at a Nice restaurant, make make hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. If, if that's important to you, um, there's a lot of help being needed. There's a lot of people who are really spooked by COVID and don't want to work anymore and they f- feel their mortality. And that frustrates me because the greatest generation went and fought the Nazis in World War II and came back and started their families. They didn't, you know, they didn't cradle like this generation's doing. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who who just kind of lost that work ethic and they can thank the great society and all of the support that government does to disincentivize people from working.
0: Well, from another generation, uh, uh, you know, I know you're, Your mom and dad uh, worked uh, hard. I know mom and dad worked hard. So we have trouble understanding that somebody could get up this morning, be unemployed, but on the other hand, they can work and uh, are not going to work uh, because uh, maybe they uh, don't want that particular job. Uh, So they just stay home. And I just don't understand uh, that mentality. And they're probably listening to the radio and saying, You don't get it. And here's the reason. Well, call someday and let me know what that reason <laughs> is because I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is?
1: Um, Have you it, run it, across somebody like that? Well, it, it, it's a different generation. And again, um, only 4% of the world's population is born in America. We are so fortunate here. If you can't make it in America, you can't make it anywhere.
0: Well, thank you, uh, Chris. Uh, I'll be gone next Thursday. So that means uh, you and Jeff are going to uh, take the microphone, right? I will be here. you ready to do that? I am ready. You will rise to the task. If you do that next week, I'll give you the week off after. Terrific. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody.
1: This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI won't Socket. Fry One Socket.
0: 9 o'clock.